Hello and welcome to Mobile Interactions Now, the podcast where industry pros share first-hand experiences on making mobile interactions work. I'm Chris, and I'm part of the team here at Tentech. On today's episode, we're joined by Lucas Lampe. Lucas is the CTO and co-founder of Palm. Lucas and Gene talked about the ins and outs of the development of the Palm device. So here is part one of our conversation with Lucas Lampe. Take it away, Gene. Lucas, welcome to the show. I take special pleasure in having you on the show today. I had a rare opportunity to see an, an like early prototype that you, you made, um, you know, of the Palm device. Ever since then, I was so curious how this is going to get to everybody who who needs it. So I'm thrilled to catch up with you today, and perhaps I can get the latest. And and if you are willing, even even you know something beyond that was to come next. So. Um, first, um, we did a little intro in the beginning, but I am sure they would love to hear from you directly. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Palm? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on the show. Um, we know each other for quite a while and you have been always a very good friend. So thank you very much uh, having having me here. And yes, well, I'm Lucas Lampe. Uh, I co-founded Palm. Uh, Palm is a personal safety company in New York and yeah, I'm working on it since like seven years, six years now. And yeah, I'm glad to be on the show. Awesome. Now uh, I consider, I mean, you're too close to the subject matter and the device itself, but I consider Palm as a novelty thing. So, you know, unlike uh, when I'm doing like, you know, mobile phone, I feel like I need a little bit of a general introduction uh, to, for our audience, just explain what it is and, 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 you know, who is it for? So can you just uh, start from there? Sure. Um, Palm is basically a small, discrete personal safety device. Um, it fits on your keychain and you can do a couple of things with it. You can call emergency dispatch. You can also just connect with your friends. Um, so there's a couple of different ways how to get out of uncomfortable um, situations. And it's basically a small uh, keychain sized dongle connected with your smartphone via Bluetooth. Uh, it has a speaker and a microphone on it, uh, two buttons. And um, yeah, and it has a fairly good battery life. So people can recharge it after a week or so. So who are using it actually? So um, it was designed usually for the student market. Um, so it was basically, uh, the idea was to replace the commonly used uh, blue light poles in America on in American uh, um, campuses, college campuses. And uh, our vision was basically to replace that system with like a modern technology, a mobile technology. Um, so that students, if there's anything they need help with, can call into their campus safety dispatch center. Um, now we are branching out a little bit. We're seeing the need in under other industries. So nurses are using it now. Realtors are using it now. Uh, older people are using it now. Basically everybody who kind of has um, uncomfortable situations in their lives or just know that there could be medical issues, et cetera. Now, um, can you tell me a little bit more about what those typical uncomfortable situations 
because I do think that it, 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 there are a lot of emergency situations and and I'm kind of wondering if it's just uh, you know nice to have or it's a real emergency communication kind of system. Yeah, so uh, um, basically uh, it is an emergency system. So it got used, for example, at burglaries, uh, robberies, or even medical incidents where people couldn't really get to their phone and call 911. They just needed a button um, to quickly call for emergency help. And then what happens is basically, as soon as they press the button, it starts a phone call with the dispatching center. They get the location and they can see on their screen some profile information like uh, medical information, but also emergency contacts, et cetera. So in the end, they will have all of the information to uh, be able to send help. And uh, what's important as well is that they can actually talk to the victim or the person who called in so that they can actually gain a couple more information, uh, assess the situation to really know like what kind of help is needed here. Um, that's basically like the, the, the main feature why a lot of people are buying it. Um, but we've, we've learned over time, obviously, that that feature doesn't get used a lot. Like it only gets used in a test sense a lot that people just want to make sure it works. But then we were thinking about what kind of other use cases are actually out there more in the day-to-day -day life, which are uncomfortable and where we could help. And that really came down to uh, a couple of different things. Like for students it was more like when strangers are started talking to them on campus. Um, or when they feel like uncomfortable in certain conversations, et cetera, or if they just want their friends to come and join them, for example, for a walk or on a party to get, get out of some uncomfortable situations. And with that in mind, we kind of like build other features around it um, so that you don't only have the emergency feature available all the time. You also have, um, for example, what you can do is you can, um, when you hold down the, the palm, you, the, the button of the palm, you can basically text your friend your location and a predefined text, or you can just call them. Or uh, what you can also do is you can uh, initiate a fake phone call, which is <laughs> the, the feature which is widely used actually, not only in um, uh, emergency situations, also more in everyday life. Let's say, for example, you have an uncomfortable uh, uh, conversation with somebody and that somebody doesn't stop talking. Wouldn't it be cool if you just press the palm and you receive a phone call from your mom or anybody and you obviously have to take that phone call so you get out of that situation. Um, these features have been proven uh, to be very practical in different situations um, so that you can get out of uncomfortable situation or sometimes even for jokes. Uh, but that's okay with us um and yeah so in addition to that our app also has a couple more features like a virtual escort where you can say hey i want to be in my dorm in like 10 minutes and if i don't arrive please send somebody and uh, we have that basically as well so now it's it just so many fun but but like something very very critical features i'm hearing here so perhaps it will be helpful um if you were to just take one um example like 
okay, so this user pushed this um, button and triggered this XYZ function. And, and can you just walk us through, because I, I have some, you know, uh, geeky listeners as well. So once, once that's uh, triggered, and then what happens from there? Tell us just the whole thing that is happening in the back room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, well, let's say, for example, um, you trigger the emergency call. I think that's the that's the um, yeah the biggest use case and the interesting one. It's basically, um, and let's say, for example, our system would be connected to the campus dispatcher. So we actually don't only have the front end kind of where you say, okay, you have the button and the mobile app working with each other. Now there's also actually a dispatching um, uh, software at uh, the campus safety level and they're running that dispatching software 24 seven. Um, so basically what would happen is if you press the button, um, it triggers a signal to the phone and then the phone basically looks up your location and uh, tries to determine where you are and if you're in the vicinity of the campus. If you're, if you're within the campus borders, which we have defined beforehand, obviously, um, then what would happen is the phone tells the palm, hey, call campus safety. And in addition, it says, okay, and send all the location, send it all to the dispatcher so he can actually, or she can see you um, knows where you are and also has access to your profile information. Let's say, for example, a picture, the name, obviously, phone number, the email address and medical information or even emergency contacts. And then what happens is then the dispatcher sees that alert popping up. It makes a huge sound. It's always very loud. It's kind of funny uh, when you actually go into the dispatching centers. Everybody gets it, it definitely gets your attention. And uh, what will also happen is the phone call, will, the phone will start to ring at the dispatcher's end. And then what happens is the, the dispatcher will take the phone call, sees where uh, the student in this case is, and can talk to the student through the palm. So basically the palm acts as a headset with a speaker and a microphone. Uh, so you don't even have to have your phone out of your pocket, which is for many, uh, for many um, yeah, campus safety directors, a very cru crucial thing because it makes it just more viable in, in the practical sense. Um, and we achieve that basically with a, with a Bluetooth connection, which is in dual mode. And that means it's basically using a couple of different protocols, um, which obviously the HFP and HSP protocol, but then also the low energy Bluetooth, which kind of like holds a steady connection and also uh, enables us to have a relatively um, high uh, battery life. So we can, we can, you have to recharge it only every week and not every, every, like every day or something like you have with the, with the iWatch or something. Now, I, I didn't realize how much um, uh, of the actually built-in connectivity and, and usability uh, in that tiny little device you have there. Now, in addition to what's happening on the device itself, do you have to, what do you have to do, if any, uh, for the campus itself? Are you setting up anything? Well, it's actually all self-sustained, but um, if we install 
basically our system. It's not really an installation on their servers. Everything is cloud-based. It just runs on our servers. It's more training. So it is, we will have an initial call very quick asking about what are, what are kind of the settings they want, what kind of, uh, what are the campus uh, parameters in regards to the geofence, um, what kind of phone number should we call where. Uh, and after that conversation, we set uh, their environment up. And then what we do is just we, we will go uh, on site and test and, and train every single dispatcher. Um, and uh, yeah, that's usually also very easy. We kept everything, the entire software is really built to not take too, up too much time and very self-explanatory. We, uh, I, back in the day when we actually like met, um, we, um, that was the time where I slept literally at 911 centers and campus safety departments uh, to see also how the night shift is actually reacting and what do they need to that this, this system is actually viable um, and usable for them. Uh, I remember that uh, the early days, it was really the question for us, like it was not only about the, the, the user uh, who, 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 get, who, who wants to do the emergency call, it's also about the, the ones who, who receives it. Um, but that has, has been proven now for a couple of years to be very successful. And um, for other companies, let's say, for example, health systems, we do it differently because they usually don't have their, um, their uh, campus safety office integrated there. We actually now partner with a 24-7 emergency dispatch center. They call it Rapid Response. And they take the calls. Um, we're partnering with them now since a year, and uh, it's been very successful. We integrate within their systems and their processes. So it's very important not only to think it technically what you do. It's it's also very important to think about okay, how can you actually integrate your system within the processes the dispatchers are used to, so that they don't have to be trained too much, and in a stress situation they can easily get the information they needed. And, and, and yeah, so that's, it's, it's that we only had to do that one time. Basically, um, we're continuing to innovate and, and, and obviously update the system, but um, that has been also very effective so far. Now, that sounds like an elaborate setup, if you ask me, because there are uh, many different parties involved. And, and I think the whole workflow that has to happen because there is, you know, no room for error. And, but I'm, I'm wondering um, from the very uh, like buying process part of this, um, what are some of your typical champions within organizations who are uh, trying to bring your solution into their campus and, and you know, their uh, work environment? Well, that's a, a very, very interesting question, and uh, <laughs> that's the that's the hard part. I would almost say, as a technology guy, um, it was always—I don't want to say straightforward, but it was always doable to build the system. And you mentioned the redundancy you need to make it actually, uh, uh, yeah, like a, a security system, um, and and that has been easy. But like on the other side, obviously the sales part. The question really is like, who do you target? Um, we started targeting colleges at the very beginning, uh, and there it's really the director of safety, uh, the VP of student affairs, 
um, everybody who basically thinks about student affairs. And those are the people we're targeting. Um, but in the end, it's a very interesting buying process because, um, well, in the end, you need the approval from the board and the president. So it's, it's, it's sometimes hard for people like the director of safety to actually go to the president and then want to have fun for that. And um, so um, some colleges were able to do that. Um, some colleges were still stuck in the buying process. Um, we have yet to hear a lot of colleges who say this is a bad idea. Uh, it's just, uh, it takes time. Uh, colleges are like big ships. They're, they're not moving fast. They uh, want to make sure this is working, et cetera. Um, but um, yeah, it's been very good. On the healthcare side though, we're seeing now a lot of interest specifically in their mobile workers. So home health, for example, um, is, is a huge part where we're growing very quickly. Um, we implemented it on a couple of different um, uh, health, in a couple of different health systems yet. And, uh, and uh, currently are also in a lot of pilots. Um, and there it's usually the COO, the chief nursing officer, uh, sometimes health systems also have a director of safety and security. And what we've seen here is, I mean, they have very good answers for their in-hospital safety on campus. Like they have cameras, access systems, all that stuff. And these are sophisticated markets with few players. Um, but we were at a conference in, in Florida and we asked a simple question. What do you do for your, mo what do you do for your mobile workforce? You know, uh, do you have any, anything here, uh, any safety solutions, any security solutions? And we haven't hear, heard a lot like that there's anything. Um, many people just say, well, we train them. We, you know, we have a nice process and stuff. And, and then we asked, okay, what happens if you really need help? Um, or what happens if it's just an uncomfortable situation? I gave an example was uh, fairly interesting. We heard a nurse got literally uh, stuck into the room of a patient and the patient said, you get out of this room if you listen to my uh, uh, piano music. So she was stuck in a room an hour. She didn't get assaulted. There was nothing happening, like on a physical sense at least, but it was a very uncomfortable situation. Wouldn't it be nice if you get a phone call in that moment or if you just discreetly text somebody, please come here. And then that somebody could be another nurse, et cetera, but comes and, and just that there's somebody else in the room and helps you out of it. And it's not even that you need the police necessarily. You know what I mean? You just need to get out of there. And that is um, what we've, we, we hear that a lot, like these kind of little things where people feel uncomfortable seeing it as part of their job um, which I think, honestly, it's uh, my sister is a nurse, you know, like for me, it's in incredible what kind of work they do. But I think um, kind of the world gets a little out of hand in that sense that nurses have to actually deal with all that stuff. So um, with that in mind, uh, the, in the health systems, we call, we talk to a director of security. We're talking to CNOs, chief nursing officers. We call, uh, we're talking to nurse managers and um, we work with them to 
to also specifically also make that system even better for them. So that's also something we're trying to do is continuously improving the system. Um, we released this year alone, like three bigger features specifically for healthcare. Um, and, uh, and they have already been proven like being very, very effective. That is really interesting because although this is an enterprise use case, the minute, um, you know, you hear healthcare, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about the patient end of it, you know, uh, um, a home nursing situation. And I didn't think about the people, the actual, you know, professional who have to actually go to sometimes for the first time, like strangers house to take care of them. And, and, and that is, that is totally, uh, you know, different way to look at it. You mentioned it at the beginning. Um, you, you think it's a novelty and I think it's still a novelty. Uh, personal safety in that sense is still a new market. Uh, there's a lot of players now who are trying to go in there with the new technology, which happens in, over the last couple years. Um, and they also get more and more sophisticated, like Bluetooth, for example, low energy Bluetooth gets more and more sophisticated over the years. Um, it, uh, it's still a new market and although everybody knows life alert for elderly so you mentioned that in one of our uh, conversations before um but really what happens to people in their everyday lives or everything they should also be able to use the current technology and um we're still learning in that market so we're seeing a lot of players we're seeing a lot of players with same kind of features um but I still think that there's a lot to be learned and a lot of education to be done. So that's the other part is that because it's a novelty, if you create a new market and you have the vision as a co-founder, hey, everybody should have access to emergency help anytime. Um, there's a lot more to it than just building the product and throwing it at nurses or students to say, okay, use it. You have now emergency access. Now that's it's way more, and and uh, to actually make it successful, and and that's for us. It's it's really uh, data, 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 and conversations with our with our users. Now, let me pick that up a little bit because you talked about learning from the users and really talking with them and watching them. Um, and, and you bring it over and you try to build that into the product you're doing it. But I also know there are many people who are developing products. They, they have this moment of like, um, you know, being pleasantly surprised because oftentimes users find their own way to use things that, you know, uh, you know, somebody when you are um, uh, designing the product that you never thought of. Is there anything that really surprised you in, in terms of how your users are using it? Um, there's a couple of things. Um, one of the biggest thing like was actually the fake phone call. As I personally was not a big fan of it at the beginning when that idea came up and but it was relatively easy to implement. So I was like, all right, let's just, let's just do it and try it. And then it became one of the most used features, um, which was, you know, which is funny, specifically on a student campus, it was funny. Um, 
on on the other side what we've seen is uh, for example on the on the text message side it's um uh so if you if you press the button you can text a friend um we've seen developing like on a couple of cancer campuses we saw like people said like oh uh, we have palm buddies now you know so i was on campus giving out the palms and then two two girls came to me yeah we have palm buddies we, we put each other as numerous we're fine and then the other one came and the other one and i'm like oh wow that that's 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 cool and and now we're actually taking that concept and we'll, we'll we will we will integrate it into a more sophisticated feature uh, which will come out in the next couple couple of months um and then yeah the other way was the emergency feature was actually used as a escort feature so people called in and they just said like, can you be with me five minutes on the phone just be with me on the phone i'm, I'm walking you through i don't care about the walking as i want you on the phone you know uh and and uh do you see me do you see my location i'm here and it's dark and cold and it's uncomfortable i want you to be on the phone and 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 obviously then our call center um or in that case it was actually um uh, the the campus safety officer stayed on the phone and made sure that that she arrived safely i don't know how i got to this question from what you just said but what you just said got me curious about your pricing model how how is this? Is, is, is it usage-based and how are you price, pricing this? So, um, because we have to man an emergency dispatch center, uh, it's a subscription model. Um, so, we usually charge for the device and then we charge uh, on the subscription side. If somebody chooses to use their own, um, their own dispatch center, which some, obviously most of the colleges have, then it's it's still a subscription um, because we want to make sure that we develop the product, uh, we add features and all that stuff. So for us, it's it's not a one-time thing and just want to sell the product and that's it. We really want to have that subscription just because we want to go with the time and make sure that you always use the latest and greatest um, technology and that we can make sure that we improve uh, the product to to be more valuable for you and that's really that's really um if you one time if you're in the price trend as a, as a b2b or as, as, a, as, a, as a business or as a consumer you stay at that price but we want really want to make sure that um in this early market we can we can improve the product sounds fun and i heard about a little bit about your customizable command center and and i'm curious what that feels like because I'm, I'm immediately uh, imagining some kind of really like uh you know emergency system a little bunker virtual bunker like situation so tell me tell me what that is and how customizable it can be well there's a um there's a lot of stuff i mean so basically it's all about setting it up how you want it to work so who should it call? What kind of emergency protocol do you want to happen? So, you know, you can really say, okay, um, I, in an, as, as a company, any call who comes in from our nurses, for example, should uh, notify these people, should um, or notify even like not only email and text message, also a call actually. Uh, it should actually trigger these actions. 
Um, it should either always send an ambulance or always send police or always send firefighters. Um, here are the things which happen if you can't get in touch or you can't, if, if, if the, the, the person can't talk. Um, so that's the one customized. Then you can also customize and preset the, the auto text, the, uh, the auto call uh, or the fake phone call. So really like go really deep in there and, um, and then you can add features. So we have a couple of features uh, uh, for the mobile workforce, for example, in the health system, uh, there was the scheduling feature where you can uh, put in your schedule and then we enable basically with that, we enable a uh, more sophisticated location because we know you have an appointment in apartment 3C on the seventh floor. So we can send that additional information over to the dispatcher, uh, which is specifically, as you know, in New York could be an issue because um, the question is where, where are you actually in a building? Um, and <laughs> and it, if you have like 30 floors, that could take a while to find that person. Um, then there's other things like mass broadcasting, who should be able to mass broadcast, who shouldn't be able to mass broadcast. And we're working actually now on uh, uh, other features, um, availability dashboard, we, we call it. It's basically a dashboard where you can see your workforce uh, mobile and, and, and kind of like see what kind of schedule they have have and kind of even contact them fairly easily and manage them on the fly. Um, those are still features we're, we're working on, um, and, but that will be all be customizable uh, for, for, for our customer. This is what I love about software-based products. It is, it's just limitless. I mean, it, it's like you are only limited by your own imagination. So. Let me, I think it will be a miss if we don't address this because it's um, the, you know, user privacy, the data protection, all these things, because you do have a sensitive location data and all those things. Take us into some of the issues that you have to deal with. Well, yeah, we, um, on, the, on, on the business side, on the enterprise side, we definitely have to go through rigorous IT um, um, like questions and, and, and kind of like they, they, they are looking at our system. And we, we basically have all the standards you need, uh, you know, um, on the technology side to be safe. You know, we're, we, we're using all the standards protocols, uh, the secure protocols, we're encrypting everything. So, so on that sense, it's usually a quick conversation, honestly, because we designed the system to be secure. And we are very sensitive about it. Um, we also don't track somebody the entire time, uh, specifically not in the consumer space. It's, that is something um, I'm very, personally, um, I have a very big uh, opinion about it because I really want that people are autonomous uh, or really know if they get tracked but they're also safe, you know, like I don't want to build Big Brother everywhere. That's not, that's not what I've ever intended, but I want to give people access to emergencies, uh, emergency help, but, but uh, still like if it's needed that they have to be tracked on, in the enterprise world, then it will be very obvious to the user that, 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 that location actually went through. 
Um, and, and that's very important for us. We don't do nothing in the back door there. Everything is very transparent. Um, and, 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 um, that's very important to me. And on the, on the data privacy side, all the standards, I mean, we can, we can go through them, but I don't think they're, they're very, um, exciting for people. Um, but that's basically it. Yeah. We, we have uh, also outside companies who look at that. Thank you again to Lucas Lampe for joining us today. Don't forget to tune in to our next episode for the conclusion of our conversation with Lucas. You can find out more about Lucas and Palm at getthepalm.com. To find out more about Gene and Tentech, visit tentech.com. Make sure to search for Mobile Interactions Now in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Tentech, Thanks for listening.